another episode of Nintendo Talk. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by, I don't care what King, what, what the other King says. This is the King, King Court, uh, King Court Cognito. What is, uh, I'm, Jer- I'm from Jersey. I'm illiterate. We all know this. <laughs> from the Iron Lord podcast, uh, Lord Cognito himself. What is up, sir? How are you doing? What's going on? Lord Guru, I should call you. No, you no, I mean, no, 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 no. We're not on your show no more. You just call me Bobby Guru Bobby. or whatever kind of nonsense you want to call me. Um, Yo, dude, how you doing, Cog? I'm doing good, man. Absolute pleasure to be here. Huge fan of you and the show. Man, it is an honor to be out here talking Nintendo. Who would have thought a Sega kid had been here talking uh, Nintendo in the future? Don't bring up Sega again or I'm going to kick you off. Seriously. And, 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 and okay. <laughs> we'll get into a second, but like, we'll get to it. So, the, so the main thing is this: is we, we're doing these special edition episodes. Um, you were the first one to kick off, besides Toby. Toby did his episode. I got a few other people going to come in this month um, for the month of August. This is going to be our topic. Our topic is the top five Nintendo games of all time for each individual guest. It's mm-hmm. their top five. It's not an absolute top five. So don't get so, mad at anybody. Don't start. You know, rage tweeting at people like that game don't belong. If he mentions Sonic the Hedgehog, I will hit the emergency, you know, shoot button and get him out of here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we won't let him mess anything up like that. Um, but real quickly, before we jump into what we do here, um, I want to real quick. I want to throw the spotlight to you. Um, let everybody know, like, what do you do? Where, where do they find you? Because people that don't know, like, I did just guest last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Iron Lord podcast, phenomenal mm-hmm. time. If you missed it, go back, look at it. I'll have the links in the uh, in the description down below where you can go find their channel, find all their stuff. Please go check out their work; it is phenomenal stuff. But real quick, let everybody know where can I find you? Yeah, man, Lord Cognito here, Iron Lord podcast. Man, just four lifelong friends who grew up in New York City and just had this passion for gaming. And, you know, what we used to do when we were younger, we would all put money together and funds together to try to get all the consoles. So if, you know, King had it or I had it or Sovereign had it, like we would just get together. And that was our escape. So Saturdays, everyone would pile into my house, about 10, 15 people. And how I've actually convinced my mom, I was like, look, you didn't like me when I was on the street, but I'm here playing video games. And this is our passion. And... Dude, video games saved my life. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm not ashamed to say it. I love it. It's a huge passion of mine. And um, basically, Iron Lord Podcast is a continuation of that old tradition of the Saturdays of our friends. That's so amazing. that's pretty much what it. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know something like when 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 I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a rural area. You know, mm-hmm. some people call it country, whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really country. Um, yeah. But it was a rural area. Uh, my mm-hmm. cousins lived down the street. We all hung mm-hmm. out every weekend. We rode our bikes up and down the street. I nice. didn't live in a city. Yeah, and the city. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool, but for mm-hmm. a kid, that's trouble. You can get Trust. yourself into a lot of trouble. So mm-hmm. I can see, like, that's amazing that your mom was smart oh. enough to be yeah. like, "Hey, you know what? This makes sense. Let's keep mm-hmm. the kids where I know where they are. I don't have to worry about them getting in trouble or mm-hmm. anything bad happening." That's so kudos to your mom, man. That's, yeah, that's shout cool. out to yeah, Mama Cogney. Oh, she's the best, <laughs> the matriarch. <laughs> um. So listen, let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode, but this time we're going to do just, just just Cognito's Geek Outs. What are you geeking out about this week there, sir? 
Well, I am geeking out about Project X Cloud. Um, pretty much it is streaming, <laughs> but I did get a chance to touch it at E3. And um, I want to shout out the uh, platform guys and the stream team guys. Uh, actually, uh, Bill Stillwell got a hands-on demo of it. Mm-hmm. And I w- like, I'll be honest with you, Bobby. Like, I am very skeptic on streaming. I, yeah, I think it was a gimmick. I'm like, it's going to be latency. There's not anything, in my opinion, that I thought could be a viable solution. And I got to tell you, man, I mean, again, it was a controlled setting in the sense yeah. that it was in a Microsoft theater, but it was completely wireless, yeah. not wired and being streamed to a data center 400 miles away in San Francisco. I played Halo. I played a couple of games on it. And I'm going to tell you right now, Bobby, the it was non-existent latency. And I was trying to break this thing. I was, you know, so, it, you know, 60 frames. I know you're not a first person guy. Yeah, but yeah I can't do first person. I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know yeah. that, that's your thing. <laughs> but, you know, the reality of it, I felt that was a good test because those are such fast twitch kind of games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, to me, that is a real testament to how good it was. So they're going to go public trial, I believe, October. Mm. But for first impression, I have to admit, blown away. So I am, I'm kind of excited over them over uh, Stadia. You know, so we'll see what happens in, in, in stream wars and all I that think, good stuff. I think what, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think why Microsoft has it up on Stadia is mm-hmm. the fact that, like, Stadia is the new kid on the block. They're going to yes. charge me 10 bucks a month for this thing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then I got to buy internet. Mm-hmm. Then I also have to buy the games on top of it. Mm-hmm. Where Microsoft, they're basically going like, hey, man. they uh, So right now they're doing, what is it? Uh, Game Pass Game Plus Pass, yeah. or whatever, which gives yeah, you games of gold. Plus, plus you know, uh, Game Pass. Plus the PC for 15 yes. bucks, I think, a month, right? Yes. So let's Correct. just say, hypothetically, they go 25 bucks a month. Right, which probably realistic. Uh, actually, I'm hearing my, my internal sources say Ultimate will be bundled into the X Cloud at the 15 hours. Wow. I'm hearing very strong so and actually 15 bucks pres- and you get yes. X. Wow. Yes, I am hearing very strong sources. So if that is the case, right, mm-hmm. you're getting what approximately 150 games for free because there's some games that merge between PC and Xbox, but mm-hmm. ultimately there's about there's definitely a hundred on one. And the mm-hmm. other, it's just some mm-hmm. games merge. Some are exclusive to right. just PC. Some are just the Xbox. Mm-hmm. So if you got that right, so let's just say you get a hundred. Let's just say a hundred games. We won't You get a hundred mm-hmm. games for free, mm-hmm. plus games of gold whenever that pops up. Whatever yep. games it is, plus you're playing your games online. There's no mm-hmm. additional costs, mm-hmm. dude. There's no way they can't win this. Same thing. I, I think agree. that's why Sony is looking at them to like, hey, let's partner up and do something. Partner because, up exactly. Like Stadia. To mm-hmm. me, it's one of these things of, like, I don't trust Google. Mm-hmm. Um, Google's just one of those companies that if it doesn't work quick, well, and absolutely right. Microsoft has already showed mm-hmm. that, like, hey, we're in this for the long haul. Exactly. And they're in the service game right now. They don't care. I honestly think they could care less about mm-hmm. selling consoles. Mm-hmm. They could care less. They want yeah. games services because yep. that's the return money exactly think about that, it you put yep. out you put out halo whatever they are six whatever right you put out halo five halo six whatever number mm-hmm. you throw it out there right mm-hmm. you sell it for six months right you spent 10 you know you spent five years building this game mm-hmm. sell it for for six months and you never mm-hmm. get another dime off that game again right service packages you're getting money every single month exactly it just makes more sense you know what i mean absolutely so, brother they're, 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 
I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're starting to do some smart moves, and mm-hmm. it's man, it's impressing me. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's look good. I mean, all all I want to put the cherry on a Sunday is that if they can get Game Pass on Switch, because we heard rumblings. Yeah, they we didn't hear rumblings. We, we heard rumblings. Hear rumblings. They were in conversation. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe you know, with the Switch revision down the road, or maybe who when knows? who knows, man. That I would mean, be it nice. might be something. It could be something where mm-hmm. Microsoft and Nintendo are in conversation. It could be something where Microsoft is like, hey, man, let's just let us get our next console out. Yes. And then we can worry about what we're going to do, bring to you, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who knows what exactly it is. But I hope that whatever they bring, mm-hmm. they do kind of bring an achievement system with it. Like, I would love, you know, because I think about playing some of these games and I'm like, man, how cool would it be to play like Breath of the Wild and having like trophies or whatever they call it like just yes. ticking off as you're doing certain things and proper voice chat let oh. give us your uh, infrastructure let's give you the infrastructure yeah. you know what I'm saying have that yeah. nice marriage man oh they already playing nice cuphead yeah. you know it's there you know mm-hmm. ori i'm hearing it should be coming yeah. i think the building blocks are there for the foundation for the future yeah. it just comes down to maybe the timing maybe nintendo say hey you know maybe we're working on you yeah. know a, a possible xl version of the switch mm-hmm. a year later when you guys drop it maybe microsoft says yeah when scarlet drops yeah. Then we'll revisit the talks, but I definitely think something is cooking between yeah. the two. We've agree. heard a lot of sources. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and and the thing of it is, is like, if you'd have told me this five years ago, <laughs> I, first off, I'd have said you're crazy. <laughs> Second off, I'd have said give me whatever you're smoking. <laughs> and third, and third, I'd have been like, I don't want this. Like, this isn't what I want. This isn't the world I want to live in. I want Nintendo to put the boot to everybody's throats. <laughs> And just end them. You know what I mean? Like we grew up on. That's how yeah, we grew up. That's that how was we grew up. <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about it on your episode where it was like how you it. how you like grew up and uh, mm-hmm. sitting around the, the cafeteria lunch table and oh, yeah. you know you'd had the Nintendo powers out and the Game oh. Pros out on the table. Oh, and, yeah, and, uh, arguing with each other like no no this game. Like, little do you know it's like Nintendo is just a PR machine just plugging injecting you with nonsense and lies and you're believing it with Nintendo power it's like no no this is saying that this is better than anything it's like idiot Sorry. Nintendo put it out of course this is the best okay so let's let's uh let's jump into what we're doing today um and that is your list your top yes. five list games of all time Nintendo games of all time um, what is the first? So let's do this before we jump into that. Mm-hmm. What is? Explain your list in terms of like, sure. is it like a top f- five like of all time? Or like what made? How did you come to this list? All right. So this, was, is, this, I'm glad you. First of all, thank you for the invite because I thought this concept was really cool, and I, I, I was so excited when you gave me the invite. So um, for me again, I, I kind of talked about it on Iron Law podcast when I had you on this last episode. Where growing up initially as a Sega kid, right? So my perspective is different, right? Oh, yeah. Because what happened was I had the Master System and my cousin had the NES. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I had the Master System, I just had a affinity for the arcades, the, the hang-ons and so on and so yeah. forth. And then I remember going over his house and seeing the NES for the first time. <laughs> and finally, I'd never been so jealous in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was over his house more... <laughs> With his NES thing with my master system. Uh, Genesis, I got a little thing back. But yeah. but back to this list basically comes down to, you know, 
from the perspective coming from that side and then seeing all these great games and then saying you know what i gotta get me one man i can't even fight this anymore this is you have to own it and, and that's how the nes was to me and you know i kind of stayed a multi-platform house from that point forward yeah. but so my list is different mm-hmm. um it's gonna have some things. It's not gonna have a lot of tried and true Nintendo things that I think you may may see, but I'll have a couple. You know what I mean? So you let me know where you want me to start from. I, I I'm ready to go. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Give me uh, right. give me your first game. What's your first Nintendo game that is your okay. favorite of all time? So one of my favorites of all time, I have to say, is F Zero. Okay. Right? Okay. F Zero again, start of the Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. Um. From again, I came from the Genesis. I went. I wanted to see what the SNES was offering. At the time, the Super Famicom dropped early in New York. I told you story. King comes over. He's like, "Come over, man. I got some games for it. I want you to see what SNES is doing." He threw on F Zero, and my jaw hit the floor. I've never seen graphic fidelity like that. Mm-hmm. The speed, the debut of Mode 7, mm-hmm. and I'm just blown away at just what it was. So I think for me, it showed me how creative Nintendo was, was with the NES, but when they had power, look at what they can do. Yeah. So to me, it was just Nintendo with their chest out, an aggressive launch title, very fast. And I just really loved the series, man. They had the, the different type of cars and stuff like that. I mean, different type of vehicles and stuff like that. And I just thought it was a, a great launch title. I, I really was that launch window. I really, yeah. really liked that song. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah. I mm-hmm. See, for me, mm-hmm. I, I've never been a fan of the series. And gotcha. I don't know, I think because I just never got it early. Yeah. And it's one of those, it, to me, it's one of those games that, like, if you got it early, mm. like, you bought it and played it early. Yes. It's one of those games that stick with you. You got to have it. You love it. But if it's not, it's one of those games you look at and go, like, I just don't mm. get it. Don't get it. Yeah. I, I can understand. understand that. I can so, understand. So for me, like, I understand why people love it. Mm-hmm. A, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, mm-hmm. um, especially then, especially when Mario Kart hit. Oh. Was like, and, and Mario Kart was a game that nobody expected. Like mm-hmm. we didn't see that coming. Right. Um, but when Mario Kart hit, or Super Mario Kart hit on the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. it totally took me out of playing mm-hmm. any type of racing game. I just wanted yes. to play Mario Kart all the time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. F Zero, like, it's got such like a cult underground yes. following yes. to it. It's like you said, it, it, you had to be there in the moment. If yes. I, I can totally understand your perspective, because if you're not there at launch, yeah. you come onto this game late, you're like, yeah, what's the big deal, right? But again, to start off a system and start off a generation yeah. and to see Super Nintendo, what I call flex, so hard, mm-hmm. like I, I just didn't expect that level of fidelity. And it was fun. It was really fun, man. It, it, was, it was a cool launch game, but it always resonated with me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. The other mm-hmm. thing, too, is what people, I think, and, and especially old, younger generation now, yeah. don't understand is mm-hmm. at the time when the Super Nintendo came out, mm-hmm. um, you had Sega basically mm-hmm. killing Nintendo with the Genesis. And then Nintendo comes out and goes, hey, we're going to have the Super Nintendo coming out. We got this mm-hmm. Mode 7. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of like, the hell is Mode 7? Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. And really, in today's generation of gaming mm-hmm. it's the dumbest thing in the world <laughs> and but back then it was like wait a minute the world is like the whole thing is spinning and and all the games were doing it 
everything. Pilot Wings yeah. was doing it. I mean, it was just it, it, all they that was their showcase technical feat for yeah. that. That was the trademark. And at the time, again, Sega was good for the side scrolling speed, blast yeah. processing, or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't really do 3D well. No. And that's where Super NES kind of pioneered that. They brought yeah. that home. It, it just looked phenomenal. It yeah, looked I agree. Phenomenal. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what is your uh, your second game on the list? All right, another game on the list. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh, my dude. You know, now you know I love you. Now you know I love you. Okay. Bro, okay. changed okay. the game. It was, Again, what I call a game for the moment, for that generation, yeah. again. The NES launched, and you know this is one of those games that it had. And again, first of all, I'm old, so I got to talk from the historical perspective. Absolutely, I remember going to the arcades and playing Punch Out, yes. the big one, right? Yes. Body blow, body blow, left, left, right. Yep. And yep. I remember that game vividly, and it was cool. It's graphically intense for its yep. time, fun little game. And I'm like, okay. So when they brought it home. They changed it, obviously because of the fidelity of the NES, yes. but the thing that was cool was they made it into this story, underdog, Little Mac Rocky thing. Mm-hmm. And you you assumed the role of this character, man. And just even the little sound effects during the round. Just cool, fun stuff. And it got you. He's like, hey, Mac, I can't, you know, hey, Doc, I can't hurt him. And, you know, he's giving you advice. And it just emotionally captured you into the game. And then, obviously, we know your story, so. Mike Tyson, well, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, it was a difficult game for its time. It, you well, know, I think, I think the to... thing with that particular game, which makes it so, like, for us, right, Tyson was this enigma. First off, you didn't know a whole hell of a lot about the guy because mm-hmm. he didn't do many interviews. He didn't do a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was killing people. Yes. Like, just going into the ring and destroying them. He was this mythical figure. Yes. So it was the perfect combination to sign him. Yes. A fantastic job because he he ended up being your end boss. Yeah. Of yeah. the game. And it was, I remember as a kid, you feared getting hit by him. Like It was one punch, you're out. Like, all the other characters, they had their moves and stuff. Yeah. Tyson was so dominant, it it mirrored his real-life performance. So I think it was the perfect license signing, the perfect boss to a game. And let's not underrate all the other cool boxers that they have. King Hippo. and man, all of them. I mean, these are just fun little... Well, you have to learn strategies to be. And I just thought, man, it was done so well. I remember... I remember... Because I didn't get get an NES right away. Right. My cousins got them first. And I never forget, I was sitting, I was playing Little League Baseball. Mm. It was during practice one day, and I was playing second base. Mm-hmm. And I remember the shortstop and third baseman mm-hmm. were talking about who they were, who they, how far they had gotten in Texas punch out. <laughs> and they were talking about, like, strategies. And yes. I can't, I, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, because mm-hmm. at the time, people could, like, it was, it was like this crazy thing of, like, you would get to a certain character and nobody could pass that character. Yes. And then once the first person beat that character, not everybody can get up. Everybody character. can beat because they're like, yo, this is what you got to do right here. Yeah. When you know, ball, ball starts to rush, you got to yeah. get in the body. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's crazy, but that's what it became. It became this game of like, you'd sit around the playground trying to figure out how to beat certain characters. And like, for me, 
Mm-hmm. King Hippo was tough. You know, he was he was rough. Mr. Sandman was... Oh, Mr. Sandman, bro. And Mr. Sandman was, if you went through the game, mm-hmm. you didn't face him. Yes. When you lost to Macho Man, mm-hmm. you went back, and then you faced him. Bro. And he was tough. 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 For me, like, the crazy thing, too, is you didn't even know. Like, I beat everybody. Like, the crazy thing was the first time I fought Tyson Mm -hmm. was because of the code. Yes. And I hadn't even beaten every character yet. Up until that point. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And I remember after about a week of playing and trying to beat Tyson, Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, maybe if I can go back and beat every character. Mm-hmm. This will teach me yes. to beat Tyson. Mm-hmm. A, I was wrong because <laughs> I was able to beat every character. But you get to Tyson, it's a different animal. It's a different level. Like like you said, like for the first th- minute and 30, oh. he hits you one time. Time. You're it was down. it. You're down. And remember, it, it was so, like, graphically for its time. We got to give punch out. It's dude. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, the the face model, even had the little gold teeth, the little shimmer. Yeah. It, it just, it, it was a perfect encapsulation of what was going on with boxing at the time. Yeah. And then just a great storyline. It, 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 they, they had a winner with that, man. The other thing, too, is, and I don't know if many people know this, um, Nintendo did something on purpose with that game. And mm. that was Little Mac was little for a reason. Mm. If you play that game, you notice Little Mac is jumping and punching guys in the head. And the reason was because Tyson was little. And what they were trying to do was to make you kind of feel like Tyson did, where Tyson would go against these guys that were like two times his size. Every single fight, they they had the longer reach and all that stuff, and he was still knocking them out. And that that was the whole whole thought process was Mm -hmm. let's make Little Mac little. Mm-hmm. Give you this idea of like you are building, yes, go, you know, and you're yes. you're you're becoming the underdog and the little champion. Yes. What? Okay, so let's break this down because you got me, you got my favorite. Let's go. Let's talk, baby. Let's talk. Did you ever beat Tyson? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? So I'm assuming you can beat, or not? Maybe yeah. not, maybe not now because it's yeah, it's, it's been a while. Been a while. It's hard. Yeah. I'm going back. I beat him. A year ago, and I actually beat Mr. Dream. It wasn't even. That's Mr. Dream. Yeah, yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, "This game is still so hard." But so hard, it's still good. Uh, so good. But but so my mm-hmm. question for you then is, um, yes. question. were you able to go through and beat every boxer? Yes, it took a long time though. It took a long. I mean, I remember Hippo. You, you, they were all like you said, like on the playground. I call them checkpoints. There were certain guys you got to, I and mean, you're like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah. Hippo was obviously a first for a lot of people, yeah. hitting that stomach, doing that stuff. Um, I remember struggling with Great Tiger for some reason with the yeah. the, the, the thing and the spinning and all that. I remember that. And then um, I think after that, you know, Mr. Sandman, yes, obviously Super Macho Man. Super cool. Macho Man was he was something, man. <laughs> he was so the game had you know you got it. I mean, even Ball Bowl to an extent, the yeah. timing of the rush and stuff like Especially that. Especially so, the second Ball Bowl. Oh, when he comes back, yes. Mm. Yes, the bro. Short, the shorter bull rush. Yes. And like, yeah, man. And you could only knock him down with a star punch. Yes. Or, because, like, you would hit him. He'd run mm. out of power. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Hit him. Mm. He's supposed to go down. He'd turn and turn mm. back. And I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, It was tough, bro. Like, this dude should be down. And he literally took mm. a step like he was going to fall. And then turned back. And I'm like, 
Bro. That you want to talk about fear? That, I actually went like, how do I do you just this nailed, guy? You just nailed it. That's what makes the game great because yeah. you nailed it. The little stature of Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these guys are imposing, right? Yeah. So it built fear and tension. Your dodges had to be good. You had to time that star, but when to use it. Yeah. It's a great game, man. Yeah, it's great. great. Amazing mm-hmm. game. Um, did you beat Tyson? How did you beat Tyson in terms of, like, were you using the code at that time to get to him? I used the code in the beginning to get to him, and yeah. I just did the same thing that you did. I just worked on I was just getting mauled. Yeah, and it yeah. got to the point where I was like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Timing the, the uppercuts, win, yeah. the whole rhythm to it, and then getting them out of there the first round. But it took a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, took, mm-hmm. yeah it takes a long so, time. Because that's the thing. If you, if they didn't, mm-hmm. and I don't, I can tell you mm-hmm. where I learned the code, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you where that person learned the code. <laughs> Like, I remember being with my cousin <laughs> over his cousin's house mm-hmm. and him saying, like, I got this code to get to Tyson. I'm like, there is no code to get Tyson. He's like, no, 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 look. And he put it in. And yes. I, had, I had literally, this is the way little kids were back in the day. And I'm sure they're the same way now. But let me tell you something, people. Kids back in the day, they were little bastards. <laughs> this kid literally made me beg him for Stop. two hours wow. to give me the code. I what? sat there and I was like, please, dude. Please, please. His name was Bobby too. His name was Bobby. Too. I was like, Bobby, please, please, can I have the code? Come on, man. No, no, no. maybe I'll give you. And then he started giving me like one number. I, oh, he's easy. Oh yeah, he was a, he was a jack. He was a jack off. So, and then finally, by the time I left, I got the code, and I was like, okay, no problem. And then, but like I remember, and I was having this conversation one time with Sean Capri, mm. and we were talking about the Nintendo uh, phone number he used to call in. Yes. The Nintendo hotline. Oh yeah. And I remember calling there. Mm-hmm. And saying, "Is there a code to get to Mike Tyson?" <laughs> there's, there's no code to get to Mike Tyson, and I'm like, "Okay, no problem." Mm-hmm. You, uh, you charge me money to lie to me. <laughs> that is not okay with me, Nintendo. Nintendo hotline for deceiving you. Like I think we should go back and start a class action suit about that stuff. Like. Forget the drifting Joy-Con. You stole my money. You sat there. You had me call in. I paid you money to talk to some idiot with a gigantic book in front of him. And he told me, no, there's no code to get to Tyson. Oh, man. So it always get- makes me wonder where to, if that if if that's the case. Because I remember Nintendo Power published the number. Yes. But it was years later. Way later. So Way later. Yeah. I want to know where the code came. Like, I... I I can't it's, one those, it's one of those mythical codes. I, I put that right up there with Contra, you know, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA star. I mean, mythical codes yeah. that you remember. It was so powerful how it changed the yeah. game. So, yeah, absolutely. Man. Okay, here's, here, we're going to move on. I just want to know do you know the code to Tyson? I don't remember it off top now. No? <laughs> no, I can't remember it off top now. Uh, I'm you, old, man. You, you <laughs> Come on, recite it back. Zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three. Anybody yes. looking for it, that's the code. That's what you do. You I have do. a shirt. I have a t-shirt that has that code. It has a code. It has a code on it. And I had people look at me like, what's that? What, why why you get a phone number here? That's a weird phone number. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the, yeah, that's that's, that's the code to amazingness right there. That's what Absolutely. that is. Absolutely right. <laughs> um. Okay, so what is your uh, your third game on the list? Third game on the list. Now, this one's funny because, um, obviously, I'm Lord Cognito. Cognito from the whole ninja thing, the yeah. gaming ninja. So it's got to be Ninja Gated, man. Ooh. It's got to be Ninja Gated. I mean, again, the old gamer I am. I remember the arcade first. 
And the arcade was completely different. It was um, kind of like a two-player co-op beat-em-up. Yes. Which would jump and throw the guy over. And it was cool for its time. I liked it. But again, I remember the NAS version. I remember getting a Nintendo Power. And in my opinion, what made the game, even though it was completely different, it was the cinematic storytelling. Yeah. Like, it had cinema. It, it, to me, I always considered, like, Ninja Gaiden the pioneer of that at that time. Because at that time, I don't remember games doing cinematics after you beat a level. You know what I'm saying? And it would show close up of an engine. He's talking and Ryu Hayabusa. And I'm like, okay. And it just connected me with the character. Yeah. So, um classic platforming great weapons you know they went on a zillion sequels but ninja gaiden will always be dear to me and then let's be honest like you know the dead or alive franchise spawned because of that you know then it you know this is the guy from um team ninja when they they made more spin off like it really jumped off a whole culture and, and again back at that time ninja games were the thing you know what yeah. i'm saying again my favorite games of all time the probably was like shinobi in the arcade yeah. but ninja gaiden man that is up there for me because it truly had a storyline that i was like okay let me get into so yeah, yeah. props to the techmo and those guys yeah. man and that's it that's the thing and it just because i know we're gonna have somebody in the comment section go like that wasn't this was exclusive to the nes you couldn't get it anywhere else but the NES, so that's why we're allowed mm-hmm. it on the list. Just, just stop. But but, but 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 the thing is, is um, like I played one. Well, my first one was two. I didn't buy the first one, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, I don't want anything to do with this game. I'm not really a fan of it. I, who's this Tecmo? I don't want to mess with them. And then Nintendo Power was the second. I when the second one came out, I started like seeing the stories and stuff and i'm like oh my god this is like a movie movie yeah like that's you watch cutscenes today my true belief is like that's where cutscenes began preach it brother that that's, was, that's the mark yeah that i was. can't remember any period prior to then on console mm-hmm. where they were doing cinematics or, or storylines yeah. to me it's it's like the godfather in a way yeah in it, a way. It, it was the first i love the second one um, I've gone back and played the first more seriously, yeah. and it's weird because as I play games now, um, and when I go back and play retro games, they're not as hard as I remember them being. Yes. Um, partly, I guess, because I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I felt like I was a really good gamer as a kid. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I definitely was the best of all my friends. Nice. Um, that I mean, that was no doubt about it. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for me it was always like but games were tough still yeah. tough back then mm-hmm. so for me to be able to beat a game was mm-hmm. you know like I had a I used to keep a list of all the games I beat when I was a kid mm-hmm. and um, Ninja Gaiden was one mm-hmm. of them you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, or Ninja Gaiden whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. depends on where mm-hmm. you're from you know yeah, yeah. we New York I just call Ninja Gaiden all the time that guy uh, but the thing is, is like that's those games were just so good and so powerful, and those cutscenes and all that stuff. It was like it gave you emotion and all. Like watching him, spoilers, whatever. Like in Ninja Gaiden too, watch him get shot, Ryu getting shot, and then like he wakes up and it's some woman. And it's just so the stories were so amazing, so good, so good. Great man, great game, great game. Now, 
which was your favorite of the three? <sighs> That's tough, man. Two was you might have me with two. Two was good, man. Yeah, two, two was really good. Yeah, I probably, probably would give it. I'll give it to two. I, I, I just have a nostalgic thing with one because yeah. I guess it's the first. I'm always prejudiced when it's something debuts a feature or something that is revolutionary for the of time. Of course. So I think I lean with one right now, but probably I would say two is probably the better game. I, yeah. I, I lean with one just for the emotional connection I had to it. You know what I mean? Two. The thing is, is like with two. Uh, or no, not even two. Any of the games. Yeah. They reminded me a lot of that Castlevania type feel, um, where, you know, the controls of the mm-hmm. character, the platforming, mm-hmm. was not perfect. Right. It was good. Yes. But I felt like the the what lacked in the controls mm-hmm. spiked the difficulty a little bit. Like okay. it made yeah you know, because the things weren't precise. Yeah. Dead on. You know, gotcha. the worst thing was like you get hit, and you're not. The worst was those damn birds, man. <laughs> oh, the birds. Uh, <laughs> bird. Or the wind. The wind. Yes, oh my lord! Don't the wind. Is it like you go and you jump, you're in the air, and here comes the wind. And you're like, there's death. <laughs> like, there's, so, yep. yeah. I want to shout out uh, uh, studio real quick. Shout out to Sabotage Studios. Um, they have a game out. It's on the Switch in the eShop. It's called The Messenger. And in my opinion, it's kind of like a spiritual successor yeah. in this age. That's like an 8-bit and a 16-bit mode. But, uh, man, Ninja Gator, man. It, and I, I had the interview with the dev. Um, I had him on and, on IOP. And he was just telling he grew up with Ninja Gator, man. He, that was his bag, man. So a, you could you see the inspiration. There's a new one coming uh, that Yacht Club is actually producing that Ooh. looks unbelievable. Really? Like, you think Messenger yeah. looks like Ninja Gaiden? Yeah, really? It, What's the name of said title? I, I, I I'll, I'll give you after show. I forget the name of it, but my God, like you, you think Ninja Gaiden is some stuff? Got nothing on it, nothing wow. on it at all. It Jeez. is. Matter of fact, I'll look it up while we're while we're doing. We'll, tell tell what's your what's your fourth game? Go ahead. All right, so here's the now we're moving up the list. Now this is the most controversial. I might get kicked off the show. Oh, here we go. It's on my list. There we go. <laughs> All right, this was controversial, but this game gave me so much joy as a kid. This is a little bit of a cheat because I'm kind of going with the franchise, right? Mm -hmm. But, again, I had my N64. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest features I always felt, because I had a TurboGrafx, but you had to get a multi-tap with TurboGrafx to play with your guys, right? Mm -hmm. But the 64 had the four-core built in. You had your your little battering controllers with the analog. (laughs) (laughs) And I used to have the crew over. And I'm telling you right now, those Aki, WCW, Den WO games, I'm telling you right now, they were in my, to this day, the best wrestling games ever on any console. Don't shake your head, Bobby. Don't you dare shake your head. Because I'm telling you right now, the fun that was enjoyed by those Nintendo wrestling games. Shout out to Aki for the development. It had the perfect balance and fighting system, the reversal. All you wrestling heads that's listening, don't worry about Bobby. I got y'all. <laughs> y'all know the N64 was the king. The king of wrestling games. They had it all. Was it uh, WCW Nitro, No Mercy? Okay, okay. Now you got me. All of them. That WCW what? nonsense. Keep it out of here. <laughs> of course, well, they lost the license, Bobby. And then they, they had to, you know, they, and went, they to went to the, they went to the superior console or the superior the superior company, 
and we got that Stone Cold Steve Austin and No Mercy. Like, yeah. come on. Actually, yeah, WrestleMania 2000. 2000. Woo! It was really good. Yeah, you could make your own pay-per-view. Yeah, man. Dude, it was so crazy. Like, I used to have people over. We would put our names in a hat, right? So how it would be is we do, like, a battle royal, and that would determine uh, one contender match. Then the person would battle for the belt. Now, King, get this. This is you're going to laugh now. King ordered the $200 WWF championship belt. So what would happen is if you won that weekend, you got to take the belt home. Dude. So competition was fierce. <laughs> Why did you call me up? Where's this belt now? Let's let's bring it back out. I will come, still, I will come, come to up, New York and I will claim it. You got to come through, brother. When you come to IOP, next time you're, I will have you on, ask King. Yeah. I heard the stories about the belt. <laughs> Dude. Dude. The, the, okay, so real quick before before I forget, I'm gonna. Uh, the game is called Cyber Shadow. Oh, so um, it, it, it's it's a game that uh, Yacht Club is producing. It's ni- very Ninja Gaiden esque. So Lord go take a look at it. Go, just go watch the trailer; you'll love it. Um, that aside, that aside, let's get back on point. Um, I loved WrestleMania 2000, but I love No Mercy. Oh. I used to do that this is the most geekiest thing you could ever do in all your life. I've talked about it on a couple of podcasts before. Mm-hmm. But I was involved in this thing back in the day. They were called E-Feds. Electronic Federations. They were wrestling federations. Mm. Role-playing. Mm-hmm. And what you would do is... This is so stupid. <laughs> this is so dumb. Let's get it. Let's so, get it. So what it would be is this is back in the AOL days, right? Oh, yeah. So the, you would have a, an owner... Mm-hmm. And the owner would designate who's wrestling who. Mm. So this week it's going to be this guy for this for this guy. So let's mm-hmm. say it's Guru versus mm-hmm. Cognito this week. You I have go. the role play deadline ends Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Okay. You can do the role play limits is three. So okay. that means from whenever the match is determined on Monday, typically. Mm-hmm. Till Thursday, mm-hmm. we have four days okay. to write a story. It basically, you're you're basically writing a story. Wow! Cutting promos. Wow! Against wow. each other, and you're basically just trash talking. You know? Yeah, let's go. So whoever, so then the owner would determine who trash, who basically won the promo war, right? And then whoever won, won basically. What would happen is then, so you have. You have Thursdays a deadline. Typically Friday or Sunday, the Ooh. owner would then release mm-hmm. a um, match. Okay. okay. Whatever, whatever the event was called, mm-hmm. he would do it, and he would then type a role play mm-hmm. of the entire mm-hmm. event. Wow. So you would have like commentators saying like Irish Whip into the robo. So you would re- you would read it, and it was like you were reading yes. a w, like a Monday Night Raw or something like that. And uh, so what happened was, I at one point I had my own mm-hmm. fed. I had I was running my own fed. I had all these wrestlers, and all this stuff, and I was doing all this stuff. And then so I had all these friends that were in it. Well, no mercy hits at that time. Oh. And oh. in order to join my federation, it was called the SWO, Supreme Wrestling Organization. So in order to it. join the SWO, that's so stupid. God, in order to join, you'd have to send me an application. And then the application, it would get your name, your height, your weight, mm-hmm. um, where you're from, 
your like your your five moves that you use all the time. Your set, your setup move, your finisher move, right? Absolutely, gotta have a finisher. So, so what I did was I took all these applications, making the wrestlers, and I started making the wrestlers That's and putting them in the thing. And I was and I was like going so in depth, like because not only that, like each character would also describe what they look like, what their tights look like, all that stuff. So I was like basically taking in my mind and what in their application was and mm -hmm. so I basically had like a roster of like another fifty wrestlers that were just people that I was friends with. So you'd start playing, it was all like so oh, yeah. amazing. And nailed it because that's the underrated feature was the creator player option it was so robust down to the move list yes. it was situational what you do here what against the ropes what do you do when you go off the top row what type of punch set you want yeah. what type of i mean it was in depth and what was so cool is you kind of didn't need to like let's say for example a new wrestler debuted in wwe or whatever you know you could create that guy you know what i'm saying and put him in your game and, be, and then like me and my friends are like hey you know what he needs a better uh, super oh, this is a little too strong and, you know we would like argue and stuff and we would tweak it just so people are like, okay this is fair this is balanced we, we he's he's competition ready now everyone yeah, approved yeah. dude uh, so many memories thing, the coolest thing about that game mm -hmm. was because they had done the wcw no mercy stuff previously mm -hmm. then they did wrestlemania 2000 Yes. But No Mercy was, like, the best of the best. But what was amazing about that was, mm -hmm. if you remember, yeah, they actually took a lot of the finishers and moves yes. from, from WCW and, and put it in. Yes. So, basically, people were creating Hulk Hogan and all these characters that left. So, yes. then, the cool, then the even cooler thing was when, like, Chris Jericho shows up. You already you got him. You create Chris Jericho because all his moves are there. Uh it was so amazing, man. And, and again, I, the thing I want to really specify, I, we used to play a lot of wrestling games. Mm -hmm. The re, it all right, you had the four players, you had all the different match types. That, yeah. that oh, was everything, cool. everything. Tables, chairs, triple threat, battle royal, everything hardcore. Then what was cool with the battle royal, which was the longevity, if you got eliminated, you would be on the outside of the ring and you could still use your controller and harass and and and, and pull somebody's leg and and cost we would cost our friends title shots and it would they would get to uh, sovereign I've never seen it's the first time I've seen sovereign and his brothers Kaibatsu arguing let's get into a fight over this <laughs> it was that intense so you couple all these things then we're doing belts on the line oh dragon rights bro you have no idea the love for that game I mean it was intense bro That's so phenomenal. Uh, that, that game, I, I, it's not going to be on many people's lists. No, but, but you know what? That's just so much joy to us. Now, they mm -hmm. did, didn't they do Fire Something Wrestling? The, I, I forgot. This is what I, I used to follow. Solve knows the history. But the reason I used to think it was just, you know, one company, whatever. So apparently, the company that I like is called Aki, A-K-I. Yes, yes. So they're the developer that made, because again, it was such a balanced thing. It was almost like paper, rock, scissors, yeah, strike. Yeah, yeah. And then they used to put the chest out to block, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a great balance system. It was always a guessing game. But since then, I guess whoever had the other licenses, when we buy the, the subsequent games and then they go on the PlayStation, it just wasn't the same. And then he was like, yeah, Aki doesn't make it. And I believe they went to either Fire Pro or some other thing mm -hmm. and developed elsewhere, but they never got back to the license again. I don't know what that whole story because was. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, they went to... They, they, they put out one on mm -hmm. Steam, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then they just put one out on PS4, I think, mm-hmm. and it was actually like Kenny Omega's in it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, oh my god, I want this game so bad. Like that, mm-hmm. to me, that's the thing. Like that game. Yeah. Just brings back so like wrestling games since then. I'm sorry, man. The games today by 2K, they are horrible. Man. Horrible. They're horrible. First it, it, off, it, the frame rates are trash. Trash. Everything's messed up. It's like you literally have to spend hours mm-hmm. just learning how to kick out. Just yeah, it's how to. Thank you, thank you. It, it was it was the beauty in the Aki games with the simplicity, but it had so much more depth than you yeah. thought. Yeah, to this day, they never replicated that fun. And I, I hold the 64. I mean, the 64 is a great system. I mean, they, you know, you have so many f- tremendous fans. You know, the Mario. I don't want to go with the classic stuff. I'm just going to go with the stuff that, in my opinion, gave us the most joy. So that had to be that whole Aki franchise of WWE games yeah. on Nintendo 64. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your final game, sir? Ooh, all right. This one. This is tough. Okay. This was tough. This is tough. This is this idea again controversial, but again, this now let me let me let me give set it up for you so you understand why it's here. <laughs> be, okay, as again, got back into Nintendo, stayed with them all the way to the 64. Yeah. Right, once the Wii kind of dropped, I knew it was a great fact. I knew it was gonna blow. It just wasn't for me. I didn't want to physically involve. Yeah. Right, so I'm like, eh, still not for me. Cube was okay. Cube GameCube was okay. You know, I didn't. I, I just didn't feel moved like I had to own it. I know it's gonna piss a lot of people off, but that's just the way I felt at the time. I was kind of gravitating towards PlayStation, other things. Um, so then Wii U comes out. I'm like, mm, not so much. And then I remember sitting on my couch and seeing the Nintendo Switch commercial. And I said, Bobby, I said, this is going to sell like hotcakes. I said, because it literally described my life. I'm like, there's a guy sitting on his couch. You know, he's playing. He takes the switch. He's getting on the plane. I'm always on the go. That's me. They got me. I'm back. And the game they were showcasing was this remarkable figure we remember from our past. (laughs) And I'll never forget. Dude, I I don't get emotional, Mm -hmm. but... When I saw the Breath of the Wild trailer mm-hmm. and it started the journey, he's climbing up the, the, the side of the thing and the music and the, bro, I'm like, that's the Nintendo I miss. Yeah. This is my, these are the dudes. Yeah. And it it was scored musically. And I, I, again, I remember getting it and I bought Switch Day. I mean, people have to understand how impactful that is to the success of the, it was a launch title. Yeah. Fourth switch, you brought it, and again, people may have its complaints. They may say, "Hey, it's not the best Zelda game." I get it. You know what I'm saying? You know, they. So I know addict. He's a hardcore Zelda guy. He's like, it doesn't have the best dungeon. I get it, but it was Zelda open world. Mm-hmm. You had the weapon system, and then to me, what made Breath of the Wild phenomenal is it had all these different systems of all these games combined into one. You had stamina. You had the this. What I mean. The mu- it just merged it perfectly and you truly could go anywhere at any time you want it was no what's the word um where it's you know how most games try to force you down a path yeah they're hand holding you they're, they're, it's lin- it, there was no, it wasn't linear it was just linear. basically like it, yeah it wasn't linear it was just basically like you go wherever you want to go do what you want to do 
walking, the, again, the climbing, it, it, there was no limits to what you could do, the horseback riding, it, it just, to me, was the perfect marriage of all these great systems into a great link package. And I, I gotta be honest, if it, Breath of the Wild single-handedly got my Nintendo cape on. I said, I'm in here, baby. I'm, I'm riding all the way through, man. That that's It reinvigorated me. And I, I think it really had a lot of power. Yeah. And I don't know where the Switch would be if it didn't have that as launch. I'll right. be completely honest with you. That's how impactful it was to me. So the Breath crazy, of the Wild. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is and we were talking about a little bit on your podcast, where mm-hmm. I was just saying, like I had said on, on, on the podcast, was like, you tell me another game that launches day one. <laughs> And is damn near perfect. Perfect, damn. like, and and, when, and not not even just that. I mean, like in terms of like the game's not broken. Mm-hmm. There was one issue with the game, one major issue with the game, and that was the slowdown when you yeah. got into the grassy areas. Right, and what, that turned out to be Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi thing. And they Thanks. fixed it two weeks later, and it's mm-hmm. never. I've never had a slowdown in mm-hmm. that game since. Little bit when you go into the forest. Yeah. To go get the master sword, but other than that, like it's it's frame rates are always there i remember and the thing is is like that is my first true open world first true open world game i had never really played an open world game i tried fallout uh four prior and i just didn't understand i just didn't understand the system i didn't understand fast travel i understand how to read the map i was just it's just one of those things that like if you don't know it's hard hard yeah but mm-hmm. for some reason, with Breath of the Wild, it never felt daunting to me. Yes. Um, I think maybe because a lot of it was it felt familiar. The enemies yes. felt familiar. Yes. Like I, a game like Fallout, like you see an enemy, I don't know whether that thing's powerful or not. <laughs> right. You mean, but with a Zelda game, like I know if mm-hmm. I know the goblin's not that I should be afraid yep. of a goblin. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a little slime thing. I, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about those things. Like, but you see the big Hinox and stuff. You go, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll take a minute here. We'll take, you know, so, <laughs> but the thing about it was, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how that game messed me up. In which way? Because when I went back mm-hmm. and I went to go play Skyrim for the first time, mm-hmm. could not play it. When I was trying to go up a mountain mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, you're telling me I have to literally go up a path Yes. to get to the top. I can't just weave mm-hmm. my way up to even weave the way. And I'm like, I don't want to play it. Like, like this. Love it. I literally stopped playing Skyrim because of that. And I oh. was like, I just have no desire to have to try to find the path, path. to get around this mountain to get mm-hmm. to that town over there. Dude, the verticality in that game was just outstanding. And then just the cool things, using you know the thing as a glider. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, then we were also forgetting... You had all the different elements. You had heat. You had cold. You had to keep him warm. You again, even when you got your abilities, it, it turned into portal. You mm-hmm. you had thing. You had the magic thing. You're moving rocks, and it, it was just all these ingenious systems yeah. into this great package with a familiar character we all know and love, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Man, I, I guess again for guys like me, like I said, that is what brought me all the way back in. I think for me, the one thing that um, you know, when, when I look at this game, right, and mm-hmm. I go, the one thing still to this day that mm-hmm. just throws me off mm-hmm. is how in real world it is. Meaning, yeah. meaning, like, things that happen in real world yes. will happen 
Yes. Meaning electricity and fire and all. And like, I remember I was in this one particular um, shrine and you had to basically like form an electric path on the ground in order to Mm -hmm. unlock things, right? Mm -hmm. You had to move these pieces, these metal pieces in, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find the one metal piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, my shield is metal. Mm -hmm. And I drop my shield on the ground, and boom, (laughs) it conducts the electric. And I'm like, like, holy crap, man, Ah! it actually works. You know, like, it was things like that. Yes. It just made me go, this is pretty spectacular. Like, yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. And last point I want to say, what was so cool about the game was because it's it's non-linear. I remember speaking to the other lords. Everyone's experience was different. Yeah. We would be like, "Yo, what did you do?" And I was like, "Yo, I went to this town and I talked to somebody. She said she needed help. And then she attacked me. It was a ninja." And I was like, yeah. "They're like really?" And they're like, "Somebody's like, hey, I'm over here where it's hot." And it, it was just so cool because we you did, we were like roundtable discussion. Yeah on our experience in the day of yeah. what we dealt with. And then the cool armor sets and the, the different gear sets and one for client. It was just amazing. Man. Amazing. I, that's the thing. That's the thing that I love about that game is I remember because when, when that game launched myself, Toby and Sean, we were all doing one show together at that point. It's the only time we all did a show together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had just launched Patreon. We're doing a show together and all this stuff. And, like, before the show started, mm-hmm. we would all talk Breath of the Wild. And it was, mm-hmm. Toby is so anal. It's not even funny. <laughs> you don't, no spoilers. You can't talk about spoilers. Oh, but you can't and, and talk like, about it. So, so you're, like, you're trying to talk about where you're at uh, without really getting into too much detail. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the crazy thing was that, like, he went one way, I went another way, and Sean went another way. And it's, like, we're all playing the same game. We all have different experiences. And That's that, it. to me, is phenomenal. And I actually went back mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago and restarted it mm-hmm. and purposely went a different direction mm-hmm. than I did when I first mm-hmm. played. And mm-hmm. the experience oh. was like, I'm finding stuff I didn't even know existed. It existed, bro. And then, you know, the Guardians, the Divine Beasts. I mean, it, it, it's truly, truly well done, man. Really, what, really great game. What is... Mm-hmm. Real quick before we wrap up, mm-hmm. what is your favorite story from Breath of the Wild? Like, what's something that happened to you that's just like your favorite thing that, that happened in that game? There's so many, bro. Oh my lord! I mean, again, I, I told you one mini one was just again the, the, the story of of, <laughs> of the what you call, of just like that village where people are oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. setting you up, and I'm like, because I'm like, oh, I'm a helpful adventure. Let me go yeah, help yeah. you out. And then he's like, surprise, did yeah. And then he flips, and the suit comes out, and I'm like, what? Is going and they were tough. Yeah, they were tough. <laughs> that that made me laugh. I was like, has any? I was talking to people. Like, has anyone experienced this? Because at the time, no one knew what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that I think um you know beating my first divine beast was up there. Yeah. I liked the water town. I forgot the character's name. Kind of like a, a amphibious character. Yeah, the, the Zora. Yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like finding that town, helping him out. And during the battle, he's like, "Okay, Link, do this, go up." And like we're fighting. It was so cool. Yeah. It's so many moments. Man. I think yeah, there's those some good stuff in that game. I, what about you? My, my so the the moment that sticks in my head as we're talking right now is. Um, well, two things. One was uh, the first time I see the castle. Like, I'm just going around looking for memories, oh, right? Yeah, I hit yeah. my first memory, and I'm like, I want more of these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I start going to try to find memories, and I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of the field bef- mm-hmm. in front of Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I look up as I'm looking around and stuff, and I look up and go, oh, my God, the castle's not that far away. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to see how far. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go to the castle. I'm gonna go. And I start running across the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm running, 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 mm-hmm. running, running. And then all of a sudden, that piano starts playing. Mm-hmm. And then I see a red dot in the back of my head, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's like, boom, and I'm dead one shot. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not going back there. And I just went, as soon as I re- respawned, I went the opposite direction. It put the fear in you. But think, think about how it was when you finally got enough hearts and you got strong and then you're deflecting yeah. and you do. Oh, so cool, man. And then that the game, other thing, man. the other thing I did was I, uh, <laughs> the Lionels <laughs> always scared me. Lionels scared me. Y'all, you even, just, even to this day, right? I'm always getting nervous when I fight a lion. So I'm going in through the I'm going into Hyrule Castle and I'm like I just want to see how far I can get. I didn't realize that Ganon really wasn't that deep in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I had a decent amount of hearts, but not that many. And mm-hmm. when you're coming through the gates the the, the front way, right? Mm-hmm. You go through this room and you drop it in this room and the doors close. Mm-hmm. And there's also a Lionel's there, and I'm like, <laughs> and I pause the game and I fast travel out and I never went back. <laughs> Dude, the Lionels put the fear in me too. You ain't, I, don't be ashamed. I did this out. Yo, the Lionels, they come and bring fear. I will say this another moment. Getting the Master Sword. Yeah, that was cool. In that forest. Yeah. It was such an iconic moment. The way he drew, I mean, the Master Sword is in it, but it's just the way it was done, I felt was a, a good cinematic homage. Yeah, absolutely. And then you felt powerful. So, yeah. I agree. Shout out to man. One of, the, one of my best. Amazing. Awesome mm-hmm. list. Thank you for Thank coming you. on, man. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, so that is all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Nintendo Talk. Um, be sure to check out everything my dude here, Mr. Lord Cognito, is doing. Real quickly, before we wrap up, let them know mm-hmm. where they can find you at and all that. Absolutely. Stuff. Iron Lord Podcast. Every Sunday is the Lord's Day. You can catch us on YouTube, Iron Lord Podcast. Again, Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern is the Lord's Day with all the crazy lords in there. We talk about the latest topics in gaming. You can also find us on audio, Spotify, all that good stuff. And again, if you're into statues, we have King of the Statues programming with my man, Lord King. If you're into movie reviews, we do roundtable reviews of some of the latest like comic and MCU kind of stuff. And then and um, if you're into looter shooters like the Destinies, the Anthems, and the Divisions, you can catch me and my friend Ebontis every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Again, all on the Iron Law Podcast channel. We got a bunch of programming. We try to get out to the shows and E3 as much as you can, give you guys coverage. Bobby, this is an honor no, to be on this show. I, I, I got the call. I said, oh, I'll be, I'll be here, but we're boots <laughs> on. We're bells on, man. Oh, thank you so much, nah, brother. This, 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 was, this was amazing, man. This was so much fun. It's funny mm-hmm. how it works. It's mm-hmm. funny how you you know you're doing podcasts. We've been doing stuff about the same amount of time. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like you got you guys are right around 150 shows. Like mm-hmm. you know you're, you're you know, and we've been doing stuff the same time. Never ran into each other. Never knew each other. And then about a month ago, month and a half ago, you reached out to me, and I'm like. Okay, why does this guy keep calling my lord? I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm like, I guess I'm in, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is like, he is a like Lord of the Rings geek, and then I'm like, I'm screwed, and then all of a sudden, you know, I I get into the call with all you guys. I'm like, wait a minute, these guys are really cool, man. All right, I was expecting some little Harry Potter looking guy to fire up the cam. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you expected us to all have our little chalices. Yeah, and yeah, 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 
yeah, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good, man. I'm the, I was actually sitting there thinking to myself, maybe I should just back out. <laughs> I should just make up a lie that I'm something came up and I can't be there. And I was like, you know what? No, no, we're going to go through. It. I'm so happy I did. I feel like I feel like I made a really good friend, and uh, and I can't wait to see what what the future holds for all of us and 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 some co- you know collaboration stuff. I'm so happy you reached out to me, but. Uh, Anyway, you can follow me as usual over on Nintendo. Oh yeah, over on Nintendo, over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Uh, peace out, Preston. Peace.